this is the player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. He was a great middle finger to all of us. You shame me, guys. You shame me. He took Becky's spot, like, immediately. <laughs> so I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. You got mono or something? I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording! July 18th, 2023. This is the sixth podcast of the year. Second half edition. Uh, today, joining me, I am your host, Snap Wilson, along with the sixth pod bench squad, MJ Tolliver, but no Robococo this week. She has been waylaid by real life. Um, but we do have a guest Yes. Here to talk <laughs> some second half WNBA. And it is the author of one of my favorite books, Hail Mary, The Rise and Fall of the National Women's Football League. I love this book so, so much. It's Lindsay D'Arcangelo. How you doing, Lindsay? Hey, hey, hey. Happy Lindsay. to be here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> Uh, just, I guess, I guess we'll start with. Uh, I know where we can read your stuff, but maybe some other people don't. So, uh, why don't you tell us uh, what you're doing and where you're doing it? Yeah. So, I primarily write for the Athletic, um, the women's basketball vertical on the Athletic. Been doing that since 2019. I hate, I hate to say the new New York Times sports desk, but Wait, I won't. Let's yeah, move on. how do we? Yeah. <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's where I'm. I do most of my work. I also do some stuff on the sides and features on the side for just women's sports. And uh, recently started doing a little bit of the business side of women's basketball for fast company. So you'll see me there soon. Oh, all right. Uh, my question is, can you get me a Los Angeles dandelions Jersey? Um. Oh my God. <laughs> I have some really cool news. I can't share just yet. We'll have to oh. do it off recording, but we will discuss. Okay. Okay. There may not be some availability coming. You, you have me so excited right now. <laughs> the moment I read that name, I'm like, all right, I need a Dal I need a an LA Dandelions or Dallas Blue Bonnets. <laughs> Such great names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, I'm just uh, being those, a fan right now. Learning yeah, things. The, in any case though. Those are those are some of the 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 football teams from the National Women's. Yes, that's that is that's I didn't even know that. So that, that's that's introspective that's and insightful for me. Yeah, I, pro <laughs> I probably should have yeah plugged my book too just now. But plug, you plug yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess I plugged it for you. It's on Amazon. Everybody go and get it. It's wonderful. It is like one of those great like piece of history that you never knew about, and then when you find out all about it, it's it's totally fascinating. Like there are dudes back then who were just like, yeah, women's football. Yeah, this is this is the, the thing. And this is great. Right. It, it like it just there was like like um, um, an amount of support that you would not have expected, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. All right. Uh, what we typically do, uh, we start off with what we call the sixth player of the week. Uh, we talked about it a little beforehand. Uh, Becky's, uh, even though she couldn't join us, she did give her sixth player of the week. And of course she decided to cheat and it was, <laughs> uh, she chose uh Jewel Lloyd from the all-star game. And now I got to look up and, and see what, what, what Jewel Lloyd actually did in the all-star game. Uh, it uh, was, was it 37 points? 
Yeah, I want to see how many. It was a record. It was a record. Because uh, they had the four-pointer, and what did she hit? How many of those did she hit? She hit, um, uh, oh, I guess just one. Yeah, she But, yeah, ten, ten three-pointers, one four-pointer, zero two-pointers. <laughs> that is the, the highest amount of, well, in addition to being the highest amount of points, it is the second time that somebody has won the award without hitting a two-point shot. And the other was Nikki Teasley, I believe, back in 2003 that is that is incidentally um my uh i've I've only started really following the game when the aces came to town so 2018 on and of course um i i investigated the league pass era we'll call it Mm -hmm. from 2015 on but i did watch some all-star games some some occasional games before that i think that's my earliest WNBA memory was that all-star game because i remember nikki teasley winning the mvp gotcha so, but you yourself have been a fan since the inception, right? Right. Yes. So, and I wasn't writing about women's sports back then. Actually, I was still, I was in college when the, when the WMA kicked off. So um, funny how it's come around to the fact that now I write about the league, which is mind blowing sometimes to me, but yeah, since it started. Did you have a local team back then or were you just following it as much as you could say on ESPN or wherever? No, just in, I was an incredible college basketball fan, both women's and men's and um, huge Connecticut fan at the time, you know, UConn. Um, Cause they, in the early nineties when they surpassed Tennessee and you know, that rivalry was just so intriguing and addictive to me. And then when the league started, I just, I actually fell in love with the Phoenix Mercury from the start. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, was, it, was it was it because of of no? It would be it wouldn't be because of D. She wasn't in yet, but no, it wasn't D. D didn't get yeah. there till two thousand four. Um, who was their point guard? I'm totally blanking on the name right now. Short blonde hair, Australian. God, what was her name? I need to look it up because I'm <laughs> really blanking. But yeah, that was basically watching her play. It was just loved their style of play and their uniforms for some reason their uniforms just like really spoke to me and um i liked the mercury and the liberty from the start and then it was just sort of i didn't really have a designated team i just liked watching i just liked watching basketball really um from the start and i i was pretty roped in from the beginning uh was it michelle timms yes yes okay I was going to say Michelle, but I wanted to make double check to make sure my name was the first name was right. But yes. Okay. Yes. She was. Yeah. Uh, like she many players, her. I know the name and, and have, yeah. haven't seen much of them play, unfortunately. All right. But anyway, uh, sixth player of the week. I don't know if there's any, uh, aside from Jewel Lloyd in the All-Star game, I don't know if there's any bench players that stood out to you this week, but we will give you first crack at this. Yeah. And actually, so I, I looked at the games before the All-Star. Mm-hmm break um leading up to it i think there was like one on sun uh, played on sunday and then maybe like tuesday or wednesday i can't remember but dijanae carrington for me stands out uh her stats and two wins for the sun have been i think she has she's averaged over those two games 10 points uh 41 field goal um percentage zero turnovers and a 23 percent usage rate um, she is off the bench, been the the son's answer to the mm-hmm. loss of Brianna Jones to me. Yeah. 
Um, and then in, in sort of a follow-up, cause I wanted, you know, I was looking at, um, I feel like Shatari Walker Kimbrough has just been, uh, she had a really great game against, uh, Seattle. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. Six points, 77.8%. Field yeah. Seven to nine. Well, I gotta yeah. say, for you're you're the guest who has definitely brought the most stats already, just in in like Facts. the last thirty seconds <laughs> of talking. <laughs> if I'm gonna talk about things. I need I need to have the stats. I love her hoop stats. Shout out to them. Hell yeah! My right hand man. Every time I do my my twelve questions column for the athletic, you know, yeah. I love I love having them as a resource. Across mm-hmm. the timeline also is a great one. But yeah, she's been great in the previous game against the Sun. I know they lost, but she had six assists. I just feel like she's been great off the bench for for the Mystics as well. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll give you Dijonay. My MJ, did you have any candidates? Uh, she took Dijonay from me. Uh, <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> Everybody do... always takes, takes your choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she took Becky's spot, like, immediately. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Michaela Onionware. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was 18 points against my team. Matter of fact, yes. Even though I really want to pick Emily against Dallas because she, she shot didn't miss a shot, four, right? She <laughs> shot 100, percent and she showed up, you know. And and I've been waiting on her to have like a, a spotlight game like that. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Michaela on this one. All right. Uh, uh, there is a number of candidates. Um, uh, Emma Cannon against uh, New York, 19, seven to nine from the floor. Really, she should be a candidate. Seven to nine from the floor, uh, eight rebounds. Uh, she was awesome. I almost uh, Emma. Yeah. Um, Jade Milborn had a sneaky r- good game against the Mystics as well. And Joyner. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Joyner her homes. But uh, I can't believe I'm passing Emma. But, you know, in that same game, Grace. you had to watch it. You Burger. had to watch it to get the yes. full impact of it. Uh-huh. Yes. Grace Burger. <laughs> yes. It's Burger time out in Indiana. 15 points, 5 to 16 from the floor, which, you yeah. know, not super, but seven rebounds, four assists. And just she was she was the juice that kept kept them in the game. 100 percent. Agreed. And, and just absolutely clutch. So, wow. Emma, that Emma performance might be the biggest best performance that, that did not make the group but uh yeah we'll go with grace i'll go with grace and uh hopefully i'll remember all that so when we <laughs> the twitter handle uh, we'll, we'll be good all right so uh speaking <laughs> of six players which is you know a great part of our gem because because of the name of the podcast uh i wanted to since since you are i think the player the the person that we've had on with the most early season knowledge i wanted to give you four names and if you could just for for most of us I mean, I've seen some of them play in. Uh, what am I? How how do I want to phrase this? Uh, I you know it's seeing some they some of them made it past the the, the league pass era, but we don't really get to ne- necessarily see them in their prime. Uh, so the four that I got are. Hang on, just like I got notes here too. This is about to be amazing. Uh, this hear, is uh, so, so. What happened is say. we were on a her her, her her hoop stats podcast with uh, Dan Mataya, and he did he had us do a little draft of of, of six players. And so w- once you once you give me that assignment, I I go nuts with the research. <laughs> so um, I went uh, thank WNBA.com, 
you can separate out everything by bench and starter. Yep. I, co I compiled all the bench stats, all of them, uh, and I added them all up. And the top four scores, this wound up being the top four scores. That wasn't by design, but this, it's just kind of what happened, uh, are the ones I want to discuss with you. And number one is maybe my candidate for the greatest sixth player of all time. First in points, first in rebounds. I think she's top 10 in just about everything. Eighth in assists, uh, fifth in steals off the bench. This is all these stats are off the bench. She is a three-time champion mm -hmm. uh, and uh, a one-time all-star. And I think that all-star appearance also came off the bench. And uh, most famously got into a fight with <laughs> Candace Parker. <laughs> <laughs> during uh, one of Detroit's championship seasons. Planet Pearson. I was, just, I was gonna say, oh. can, you can you let me say the name? <laughs> oh, I was, from me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll let you go through. I'll let you go through the other ones. But yeah, Planet Pearson. Uh, we did. We did talk about her a bit on that pod. Uh, but I just want, like, when I say Planet Pearson, what do you think of? Uh, exactly what you just said. Probably the best sixth woman to ever, um, in 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 the history of the league. And I mean, if you look at how many she's got. Uh, 194 starts out of 444 games. So she's coming off the bench the majority of her career, obviously. Three-time WNBA champ. Um, mm -hmm. Sixth woman of the year. She's the, she, I believe she's only the one out of your list that won sixth woman of the year. Right, right. And that was because they didn't have it beforehand. But if you like go back yeah. and, and look at her compared comparatively, she probably had two more in her if they, they had oh, awarded it. Totally. It should have been the next year. Um, well. Yeah, and, and her with that Detroit Shock team. I don't think yes. we talked enough yes. about how good that Detroit Shock team and how just uh, rough. You're making MJ's but, day because yes. that's, that's where he's yes. at. <laughs> In 2006 and 2008, you, just, you didn't want to mess with the Detroit Shock, for sure. Um, at all. I love that she was a part of that team. And then what's funny is to me is that she comes in and wins another one with the link with another woman, another player on your list, Gia Perkins yep. in 2017. So that's spoiler. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, did I just ruin your list for you? No, that's okay. Uh, that that <laughs> team actually has like all as far as all time greats. There's another one on that team, and Ren Renee Montgomery. Yeah, I believe she was on the yes. 2017 team. Yeah, she's fifth all time. So they had three of the, the all time uh, top five bench scorers. On that team, that 2017 team, which was an amazing team, because uh, people talk about the Aces, to, you know, now and is like potential greatest of all time team talk, whatever. Uh, but if you the in the league pass era, there are two other contenders for that position, I think, and that's the 2017 Lynx, 2019 Mystics. So I spent a good time amount of time this year also looking at those teams just to see kind of contrast and compare how they compare. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that 2017 team, different different game practically. It's, it's amazing how much it's changed between uh, the WNBA has changed between then and now, uh, but just tough, super, super tough. And that's, I, I guess that's kind of what we're looking at here is we're looking at players who are really good at that role mm -hmm. player role. Okay. Uh, let's talk Gia Perkins. Gia Perkins is uh, fourth all time mm -hmm. in, in bench scoring. Uh, she is, I know she's up there in, in rebounds as well. Where do we got it? Or maybe not. She's not top 10, but anyway, Gia Perkins, uh, the the links. Um, where else did she go? San uh, San Antonio, uh, and spent some time with the Charlotte Sting and the uh, Chicago Sky. What do, what do you think of when 
you think of Gia Perkins? Uh, kind of like an OG <laughs> of, yeah. the league, of the of sixth woman, but also she has the most starts out of out of this list. Yeah, I think there were some opportunities for her to really um, shine as a starter as well. But yeah, yeah, just you know, I don't think people. It's such a good point you made about we marvel at the aces right now, but they don't have the bench production nope. even close to what the Lynx had in 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 twenty seventeen. That's fair. That makes such a difference, especially when you get into the playoffs. Um, it it just having that extra oomph off the bench. It's it's a momentum swinger, like all of that. So um, yeah, I just you know she's up there for me as well. Is there like a player you think nowadays who who she's maybe analogous to? Like if we were imagining her game now. That's a great question. Oh my God. I'd have to do like a little, <laughs> I don't know. She, I don't know if I can answer that on the spot, okay. no worries. About that. but that's a great question. Oh. All right. Okay. Uh, let's move on uh, to all. <laughs> this is just like one of my favorite players uh, just, just based on numbers because it's the kind of player I know that I would have really, really liked. Uh, she is second all time in points off the bench. She is third all-time in assists, first all-time in three-pointers, uh, the key bench player for that championship Sacramento team, Kara Lawson, also now the head coach at Duke. And You're also a about... really great TV person. Oh. Wait, wait, no, I have oh. that wrong. No, incredible. You're talking about okay. one of my favorite all-time players. Awesome. And college. Loved her at Tennessee. I love the fact that she grew up playing youth football. Um before oh, there that. were teams for girls, um, she played on the boys teams. She was one of the, you know, first um, first young girls to do that in youth sports. And um, that's one of my favorite, I think, stories about her that a lot of people don't know. She's just tough, man, and so smart. Her basketball IQ, I don't think she gets enough love, to be honest. Um, and I think had she been maybe with some other teams, there would have been more opportunities for starting, mm -hmm. but who she was with at the time. And then what developed, you know, after Sacramento folded and um, she did get some opportunities to start, but yeah, I mean, what can you say about Carol Austin? Like her basketball IQ is insane. Very, very cool. Yeah. This is, that's, I, that's one player. When you go back and you look up history, you're like, I would really like this player. She just shoots three. She's like your prototypical three-point shooting, passing, point guard, coming off the bench, and just like the, to the extent that she came off the bench. It's pretty wild. It, it, she was so tough, too, on the court, but she also won, like, I think twice she won the Sportsmanship Award. Yep. And and that just shows you just kind of the caliber of respect she had for other players and other teams and how she conducted herself on the court. Um, So much respect for Carol Lawson. And she coached my favorite three-by-three three team. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was half aces uh all right and this is now the last one is a name that i had never even i just completely slipped by me uh third all-time in in scoring first all-time in steals i think third all-time in three pointers if i remember right or sixth okay she, so she's still in the top 10 and i i just, i didn't know who this was tan white what can you tell us about tan white i think you make such a good point because yeah, she flew under the radar for me too. I did not know that she had those kinds of stats. Um, yeah. You know, 
she was she wasn't on any you know WNBA uh, championship winning team. There's there weren't a lot of accolades. I think she was on the I think she made the rookie team her rookie okay. year. I know yeah. she was drafted high, but then she didn't really. Um, I don't want to say live up to those expectations because she had, she ended up having a good career, you know? So, um, but just, I think flying under the radar a bit, um, definitely great off the bench and made contributions. She's, she only had 70, 72 starts out of her 320 games. So Hmm. definitely full on um, bench player throughout the most of her career, but yeah. um, Wasn't aware that she had those stats that you mentioned. Yeah. And they were on, Mostly pretty decent teams too. Those early 2010 Connecticut teams were really good. She was, and then she finished her career on the 2014 uh, Lynx. So yeah, like it also has plus minus, and she's like plus 305 over her bench career, which I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's you're doing your stuff on a good team. So I just thought it was interesting. Like this is that was the name that really like I have no idea who this is. Uh, I I don't even know what she looks like. I couldn't even place her. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that has been, so we got a little, we got a little, uh, sixth player Mount Rushmore here, at least for, for some of the early players who, who were a bit beyond our experience. Legacy. Very cool. I'm so glad we, we got somebody on the pod who could talk about them because <laughs> I definitely could not, uh, moving on next segment. Now we're going to talk, well, let's, let's talk all-star game thoughts. Uh, and, uh, able to go or or did you just ingest it from afar Lindsay? i just ingested it from afar this this year so all good um yeah it was i mean i thought it was a lot of fun just to as a as a viewer i thought it was well done i thought it was so much better and more inclusive than last year's um sabrina was insane that was nuts she hit 20 threes in a row in a row missed missed only two the The lord the whole rack that was crazy it was it was mind-boggling um i love that so i put out a poll on twitter before the game and everyone who voted picked pretty much team wilson it was like (laughs) 75 percent to 25 percent so i found that interesting because stewart's team like blew them out of the water yeah and then, you know, BG's moment, just being there, having a good time, her reception and fan love. And I actually thought she had a shot at MVP. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jewel, Jewel kind of uh, put an end to that. And then my my favorite part was the MVP trophy size because, it, <laughs> you know, they got knocked so hard. And I was one of them uh, who, who took part in that last year. I think they, uh, Oh, Kelsey, a makeup trophy. Oh my God. I think I tweeted out that she needed a refund. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. They, uh, they upgraded big time, but you know, you know, her trophy is going to be worth like millions someday because of this. So a little time. That's right. Yeah, that's true. It's very, it's very meme-ish. Oh, what did you think about it? MJ? What what were your thoughts about the all-star game? Uh, I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, of course, we all want all-star games to feature some defense, but I think it was fun because all the girls were having fun. They were all laughing, joking with one another, uh, talking while they were going back and forth, up and down the court, having three-point contests. Like, they were pretty much doing it all, like, just in fun, you know? And I know it's probably best that they didn't play all tough and competitive to avoid injuries, but 
I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, especially uh <laughs> some of the interviews too. The in game interviews were fantastic. Yeah. That was my the favorite part. Interviews were fun. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I live here. I, I didn't go. I went to the previous two. That were what? Here. Yeah, I didn't. I just I I'm not an all star game guy. I'm not uh-huh. either, really, to be honest yeah. with you. It's um I know it's a lot of saw, fun and yeah. you know you get to hang out with people, but um you know, I'd rather go to like a playoff or a finals game. Yep. You know, that would be my preference. Yeah, watching watching people not competitively play basketball is, is really, <laughs> just it really kind of irritates me. And I and I'm not hating on or anything. I, they deserve a break and you know not to take it seriously, but it's just I don't I don't like watching it. I I saw 2019, which was that game, that kind of game. It was fun. I'm glad I went. I think the thing I remember most was uh, some little girl who was a big Elena Deladon fan. <laughs> well, first of all, Elena Deladon showed up for the game, so that was that was something that she was actually able to make it. But uh, yeah, the little girl who was blindfolded and then led to her that that like happened right in front of me too. So it was really cool they, when they opened her eyes and she got to see her, and that was really nice. And then um, and then 2021, which was the greatest All Star game that I think that they've ever had, which was uh, Team WNBA versus. Uh, team usa and that got competitive and that's what made it good <laughs> agreed yeah so yeah i saw that and i'm like it's never gonna never gonna get better than this i'm done <laughs> <laughs> you went out, Cash it out. damn <laughs> it's never gonna get better <laughs> it was i I'll, if it ever does I'll, I'll eat that statement but i don't think it will be <laughs> all right <laughs> all right moving on to our next section uh we're gonna do some first half awards uh, for you know all the, the basic WMVP uh, DPOY. Did you already write an article on this, Lindsay? Yeah, we did. Well, you know it's funny because you do you do the preseason awards, and I I do sometimes I do them with the athletic, and sometimes mm-hmm. I do them with JWS, and sometimes we do them for both with other other writers. Um, and then you do kind of a mid season check in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it changes as the as the season progresses. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so I'm always happy to to discuss as it moves along. All right. Uh, well, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss uh, our various uh, awards set aside for the season, the first half, and we will start with the MVP award. MJ, who is your first half MVP? My list crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the first two. All right, that's fine. Let's get started. Ah. Uh... Don't kill me for this, but oh, I yeah, picked like- I, I picked Alyssa Thomas. That's not a bad pick. That's yeah. a good pick. I picked Alyssa because is this is this is this the episode where we have the debate? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, a lot of people are in on on board. I, I mean, I picked so. because the Sun are still third after Brianna Jones went down, and sure. she's been like. It seems like no matter what happens, she just assumes whatever responsibility is required in order to keep them going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I I I gave her the nod just because, you know, we can Brianna Stewart and AJ Wilson people to death all day. And I'm just like, eh, Alyssa Thomas, just throw her in okay. there because sure. she she needs some recognition and, and maybe she should win it because does she have the same type of teammates that those two have? So I, I'm not penalizing somebody because they have good teammates. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> and she has uh-oh. good teammates anyway. So yeah, she does, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. 
uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll leave that there. Uh, I, uh, I have Asia Wilson mm -hmm. and I think every week, so every week I do a top 10, uh, on, I tweet out a top 10 WNBA MVP, just so people can yell at me because that's the only thing that ever happens as a result of me doing it, <laughs> um, is yeah. And I have Brianna Stewart, uh, by the way, we can testify, right? MJ, you'll, you'll vouch that I'm not a homer. Yeah, you're not, but right? you're not, right? But... I had Brianna, I had Brianna Stewart as oh, my MVP yeah, yeah, in DPOY yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay? I'm okay. not a horrible homer. <laughs> uh, I had Brianna Stewart every week up until this week. And the, the thing that changed was I went back through the games focusing on defense. And I just wanted to get a better grasp and like pay more attention to what was going on there. Oh, yeah. And I just thought that there was a significant difference in defensive contribution and defensive impact between Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson, who are mm -hmm. my top two. Uh, Brianna Stewart is the better offensive player, but I don't think it is ridiculously far apart. Uh, her numbers are much, much better. That was the best argument I got this week, by the way. Somebody just pointed out the numbers and like that Brianna was ahead on everything. She's played four more minutes per game. I'm not going to dock Asia those four minutes per game because there was no point in her playing them because the team was blowing people out. So she yeah. gets, she earned the luxury of only playing 30 minutes per game as opposed to 34. Right. Um, and then, so if you compartmentalize that and then go, you know, for possession or whatever, they're, they're pretty close. Brianna is the better offensive player. I concede that. I just think that there's a bigger difference on defense between the two. And that's why I went with Asia. I'll keep it brief for this. And let's get to Lindsay. Who is your first half MVP? So I have Stewie in front uh, so far, Asia has made a s incredible surge. Um, mm -hmm. I just think starting off, you know, the aces were more, it was more of a a team coming at you type of thing. Although Jackie Young was insane in, yep. in, in the first month and a half and still is really, I guess. So my list right now, I'm narrowed it down to four. It's Stewie, Asia, Alyssa Thomas, and Jackie Young. Those are my candidates nice. that are ahead of the pack right now. There you go. Uh, I just have NECA in there, mm. uh, but that but when you add her, that's my that's my top five. She's having one of her best seasons. Unfortunately, she's got these other players. <laughs> that's see, that's a player who, if you're going to penalize and say, "Oh, this player," what would what would the team we be without her due to her teammates? That's the player you look at because <laughs> yep. they they're they're a tire fire without her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, let's move on. Defensive player of the year. Uh, who do you have, uh, MJ? Um, I have two. Oh, go for it. So far. Okay. And, and you know, I'm sticking to my trend with this one too. Just left field. I have Brittany Sykes. And uh, I like it. Hopefully she gets healthy soon, but I have Shakira Austin as well. Okay. Yeah. Are they still the best defensive team? Or I think the Aces may have overtaken them. Aces have overtaken them. They have overtaken mm -hmm. them. Go. Um, who do you have, uh, Lindsay? I have Alyssa Thomas and mm -hmm. Asia Wilson. Nice. That's exactly who I have. Um, I have Asia. I, again, I'm not a homer. I just want to emphasize that. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay, he, <laughs> I'm he's really popping think, champagne. I've really thought it, that <laughs> I'm I'm drunk all the time now. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I have Asia, and that's just basically the rim protection and you know that level. That's the only thing that that Alyssa doesn't. She she doesn't block shots. But uh, uh, for a player who doesn't block shots, she's about as good. Does as everything else? Player. He's good at <laughs> defensive player and uh, the most versatile yes. defensive player for sure. Garden one through four. Yep. Uh, no problem. Yeah, yep. I totally agree with that. I would have her second on my ballot. That's, that's just the way I have it. 
Uh, rookie of the year, this may be real quick. Does anybody not have Aaliyah Boston? No. <laughs> I, have her, I just have her name so different. That's no it. Her name is. No explanation needed. <laughs> we, may have, we may misspell her name in our Yeah, heads, that's it. Just B O S S. Capital B, capital O. Oh, yeah. There you go. I like it. Capital S T O E. I like it. Uh, well, here's here's a good question. Who who would you have second? Um, that is a good question. Um, so I do a a rookie watch for okay. the athletic. Uh, I'm doing it every month. I did May June. Um, one and two for May and June for me have been Aaliyah Boston and Diamond Miller. Yeah. Um, I'm there with you. Joykic for Seattle is is creeping up there big time. I love her. Um, and I you know I know I haven't had Grace. Not burger on my list either because she hasn't gotten enough minutes right. but she may break my top 10 Uh-oh. coming up in july for the july so we'll see but yeah the top two have been have been um alia and diamond uh yeah i am i'm i'm totally down with that uh i agree i i I'd said that if if diamond hadn't got hurt there's a real yeah. chance that she might have joined alia on the all-star team she in her best yeah. games she has played amazing Actually, I feel like her getting hurt was the best thing to happen because she's been playing much more controlled and disciplined. Well, that's fair, yeah. And maybe learned a little bit by sitting on the bench and kind of watching and taking it in because she's doing having her her shooting percentage is higher, her um, turnovers are lower, and she's having just more of an overall like um, I guess discipline is the best word. Discipline gain. Uh, It's almost like she's more comfortable. Yeah, uh, she's she's like all tools early on, and really uh, live. She is the player that stood out to me as like, okay, I haven't seen anybody like this before. Mm-hmm. Right. The the way that she uses her length and stuff, and I forgot who said it on Twitter, but somebody described her as like the video game character that you has all the cool <laughs> combos, but you don't know them yet, and that's kind of how she oh, plays. That's a great. Yeah, that's a it was like perfect description of her yes i love that for a lot of other people too that's awesome yeah. Love that. yeah. i might steal it no i'm just kidding <laughs> so, i'll try so and find she, who it was and get you permission <laughs> if she didn't get hurt do you think that uh she would have been just flying off the handle just trying to establish herself out eventually but yeah. there is something to be said about sitting on the bench and listening to your coaches and your teammates and just watching um there you can you can see the court differently when you're not in it you know what i mean it's a different vantage yeah. um and i just think that little bit of time may have helped her game a bit plus i know she was probably eager to get back and just you know make an impact i'm sure she couldn't wait to get back out in the court and so i think a combination of all of that so this this leads me to my one of my one of my great dumb ideas for for uh, college players is allow them to do WNBA internships. <laughs> sit on the bench. <laughs> just go, go and <laughs> off season, go sit on the bench. You don't have to give up your eligibility. You're just going to sit around, hang around, uh, see how the game is played, that kind of thing. Just maybe show up for home games or whatever, local games, things like that. Just hang out with the teams. And I thought, I think it'd be a great idea. Yeah. I think I love them. it if there was space for uh, more players who need more development to just mm. ride the bunch like extended oh, sure. rosters or uh i've talked to rebecca lobo about this before um she you know just there needs to be a change it's like the 12 player limit is just not working anymore totally and agreed 
you want to develop these young players and really like set up the league for future seasons and evolution they need reps they need to be around they need to be learning they need to be having get minute like it's all of it and you can't do that they can't do that just by their time and i mean going overseas this helps but um there's something yeah there's something to be said about being on an actual WNBA roster and 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 getting this chance to learn and when you have players who end up being drafted at the right spot with the right team with a chance to do that you see how much it helps Mm -hmm. and what a difference it makes we came up with the idea like a week or so ago about which one the one <laughs> right because we always come up with some but, um, you have to be we, more specific we came up with that extra team that was like oh yeah 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 that just goes around and has like the undrafted and you know some of the players that get uh picked up on like the the injury wire and whatnot and, um, yeah we came up with a, a 13th team that would only play road games and it's all all of the players who are just out <laughs> of the league that. well the hardship <laughs> contracts are so difficult because you first of all it 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 affects so someone else said there should be an IR spot reserved for players to be yes. on the team and just kind of mm-hmm. sit and when there's an injury, that's when they go in. But they're with the team throughout the season, they're practicing. So, you know, they that's another um option, I feel like. Because then you have these players like Destiny Henderson who gets a chance, she comes back, she plays for the Sparks, she does well, she fits in with that team, it's a good fit. And then Lasia Clarendon comes back and she gets whipped. Yep. And you yeah. know, it's, these hardship contracts are, man. Uh, a recurring theme on this, on the pod is that we're lamenting the lack of young point guards. There just are not a whole lot of them there. That may change next year. Uh, if everybody comes out who, who we hope will come out. Uh, but yeah, it's, we, we kind of went through it and we did a, a one on like recent drafts and it's like, there's Veronica Burton and, that's it <laughs> for point yeah. guards over that time. Uh, and it's just part of, part of it is just like a weird series of uh, dry spell bit for players, certain players. And then other players, Destiny Henderson is a great example is just, just like getting cut. And it's like, all right, you need a spot where you can develop a point guard. Cause that's the hardest position to, to come into the WNBA learn. And you're going to need some time. It's not going to be one or two years. You need to develop the player. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, all right, uh, let's move on. Uh, most improved, MJ. Who do you have? Oh my God, I missed it. I'm gonna just yeah. I just thought you were gonna say Satu, and that was it. Yeah, that actually that actually is who it should be. I was gonna consider Jewel just when you just mentioned it because I'm looking at my list like, wait, what? My notes don't have MIP, but yeah, I, definitely Satu because we were waiting for her to finally you know show up i already knew she had it in her but it's just a matter of being healthy and and yeah. being the focal point of dallas's whatever kind of roster they had and i just knew it was her time like once they made some of the moves that they did in the offseason it's like okay it's that two times she rested she didn't uh, go overseas this time so time for her to shine i just wanted to see it happen okay i, I want to reiterate again i'm not a homer mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute Wait, who? Look, I, okay, to be honest with you, I don't really want her to win this award. She probably does not want to win this award. I think the most improved player is kind of like, well, you used to be crap. <laughs> Remember that? Like, Leilani Mitchell won it twice, and the second time she was like, okay, I guess I wasn't good last year or whatever. She kind of <laughs> blew it off a little bit. 
Uh, I, I think Jackie has made the most significant improvement of any player this year. I know that's saying a lot. She was no. really great last year. I get she's, it. She's in it's Lindsay's the level. MVP consideration. It's the level to which she has moved to, which is bonkers. She's carrying a, nearly a 700 true shooting percentage right now. Sheesh. It's bonkers. It's crazy. I, I want to go back and look and see if for people who would qualify how many of them were wings. Because mm -hmm. that's nuts. That's we think about that. 700. Chelsea Gray during that playoff run was at what? 727. Jackie's Ooh. not too far off of that right now. No, she's not. It's just crazy to think about. We're, we're kind of getting used to it. But these these shots that she manages to get in the lane and get to her spot and then amazing body control. It, she really looks like a completely different player. And I, I it's just like Jackie last year was Jackie. But. Wow, three-point shot. Mm -hmm. When you watch her live, there were other improvements, and but it was mostly confidence. She had the confidence to take the three, and that was the major difference. And that's certainly a significant because you, that I think to be a successful player uh, on the wing, you need to have that shot. Mm -hmm. But this year, it's just she's different. It it it's it's like night and day. She is a completely different player. We remember we we're talking like Candace will Candace might take her under her wing when she joins and maybe gets another her nobody's taking Jackie under her wing. Jackie is just doing it all by, by herself. She's just, she has just found the confidence, the assert to reach like the level, this level, which is incredible. Uh, like top five player in the league. I, I certainly think so. So that's why I'm saying she makes the most significant improvement. I'm sure she doesn't want to win this award again. So I'm fine. Happy that if Satu won it, that would be great. And uh, who do you have Lindsay? Yeah. So so just to go off, I don't have Jackie on my list, but okay, um, this is why. And there's a great argument for it. I think she made the biggest leap when she won it last year mm -hmm. from the previous year to what she did last year. And it's almost like she just kind of kept at it and then just got even better. Um, like you said, her three-point her three point shot, her confidence too on the court is just insane. Yes. From where she's to now is just, and that just comes with experience, whatever. But the fact that she's moved into W or into, yeah, into MVP, WNBA MVP conversation to me takes her out of it because she's just leveled up even more that. Right. It's like a mid card belt. You can't win it anymore. All right. You're, you have to the most conversation to where <laughs> she's just leveled up so much. She's yeah. I, I feel like she made the biggest leap um, when she won it last year. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but so Satu, I have on my list as in the number one spot. And honestly, it's because she's healthy, guys. Like, really, yep. she's had this potential. Yep. Um, it's just she's actually fully healthy and we're seeing it. So is that most improved or is that she's just living up to her potential? Um, but the numbers, you know, you got to take into context. So as far as that goes, she's number one on my list. I mean, she's having an incredible season over the over the history of the past couple of seasons. Alana Smith is next. Oh yeah, um, just the what she's done and been able to do in Chicago, actually getting minutes and gosh, she's come out of her shell. Like this is a different Alana Smith than we've ever seen before. Like yeah. aggressive, like taking it to the hole, playing playing paint defense. Um, it's fun to watch. And then I just have some other names I just want to mention to throw in there, even though I do feel like they're down on the list. But Ezzy uh, Magbagor, 
Um, always known as sort of a defensive player, has really come a lot, I feel like, on the offensive end for Seattle. Cheyenne Parker is having a good season. And then Melissa Smith as well has, has uh, I think, been better, again, just in her sophomore campaign for Indiana. I'd like to throw Jordan Canada into that mix. Oh, good call. Yeah, agree on that. Yeah. Her offense is, has uh, come alive, like I think probably as, be- as good as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this is kind of a tough one. I think uh, we, we, we talk about this, uh, you know, every so often in terms of the sixth player of the year. And I think we talked about it, what, like a few weeks ago. I'm not going to change my opinion from that. Uh, I had Kayla Thornton at the time. Mm-hmm. I still have Kayla Thornton. Uh, she may not be the biggest scorer off the bench, but uh, she is she is somebody who you want out there for on offense, for a key offensive position, uh, for the three-point shooting and her overall efficiency. She's somebody you want out there for the defense, defensive possession. Same reason. She's one of their best, uh, If well, she's probably their best wing defender, and she's just one of their best defenders overall. That's that's why I have her out there. She's playing great. Uh, Who do you have, MJ? Oh, I'm I'm muted. Oh, <laughs> I have I have DJ Carrington. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because she's All right. just slowly slow rising from the beginning, but then since she's been on the floor, she's just been amazing. So I I had to just go ahead and roll with her. I know we were talking about her a lot the last few weeks, yep. and I was considering Sammy as well because yeah, we kind of slept on her a little bit, like kind of dragged her a little bit in the beginning, just a little bit you know and she's actually like waking up now so yeah but i'll I'll go with uh dj okay and uh, Lindsay. so i've had suge sutton on my list from the start nice he's <laughs> just had a breakout season in my opinion what a great story uh, oh such a great story uh you know signed with washington a couple years ago was let go released and then hasn't played in league and then got a, another shot with Phoenix and has just been amazing. Like she has raised her game uh, incredibly. And I know she, her minutes have been a little bit more limited the past few games, but the body of work stands out for me. And then I also have Dijanae Carrington. She's come on real strong. Like I said, uh, after Brianna Jones went down, she's getting more minutes. Um, and then just a, a few other names to throw in the list. I have Sam too. Also, Kayla Thornton, uh, Walker Kimbrough, we, I discussed off top. And then Monique Billings, for me, is having a good season. Oh, nice. That's a good one. I haven't really thought about her that much. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then finally, uh, all WNBA teams. So essentially, since it's positionless, I don't know. Some people have different quali- qualifiers for this or whatever, however you want to do it. Uh, but essentially, top your top. 10 players did you do this mj yes okay <laughs> <laughs> i have Check three and make sure you do I have your 15 homework. oh god <laughs> well, we're not gonna go that far <laughs> uh you can mention you can rattle them off that's fine okay. but go ahead and go ahead and give us your top your all wnba first and second team okay my first team is aja wilson and brianna stewart let's get that out the way Alyssa thomas uh Drew lloyd and i have i've put a leah boston in there oh all right yeah. Um, my second team is uh, I put Jackie Young in there. You know, have I have uh Nafisa Collier, BG, Ryan Howard, and Neka Agwumake. Okay. And the rattle off is for three is EDD, Duana, 
Alicia Gray, Satu. And then I couldn't decide on the, the fifth spot between Arike and Kelsey Plum. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They're you just kind listed of, a whole all-star team right there. I know, basically. Yeah, <laughs> did, did I? Is that the all-star? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Damn near, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's on, it's on point. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right. Yeah, that's my, that's uh, my I I do my top 10 every week, so I, have I already forgotten it? No, um, the <laughs> it's uh, Asia, Brianna, Jackie, um, Neca, mm-hmm. and Alyssa are, are one through five currently. And then Nafisa, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea, uh, Aaliyah Boston, and Alicia Gray would be my second team and my third team in no particular order because i haven't really thought about it but i i was looking (laughs) looking hard at ryan howard anyway uh jewel lloyd uh dewana bonner edd and probably satu i guess it's really kind of hard to to start separating players at that level but i could see that i could see also like um uh courtney vandersloot i think has been playing pretty darn well as well so maybe that's somebody could throw in in that area shout out to courtney williams too yeah shout her out yeah <laughs> she's all vibes team yeah. uh Lindsay, who, who, are, who are your all WNBA teams there needs to be three teams my goodness really should be there is there is so much talent in the league that like you could list the third team and it, it's like a list of really good players no yeah. i i am a voter i am a media voter oh go. nice so, yeah yeah have been for a few years now but it's always you know it's always painstaking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because then you overthink it. Um, but I feel like Asia and Brianna and and are are pretty much, you know, top two. Mm-hmm. But for me, like the first team, Alyssa Thomas, I don't know how with her triple doubles this season and what she's doing, she can't be in the first team. Jackie sure. Young. And then uh I threw the jewel in the that was oh, nice. Nice. Because honestly her usage rate is in the like mid thirties for Seattle. Yep. Insane. Um, I, I, I will say for those, for people who quibble about uh, her, her efficiency, which is still pretty good, even, you know, even considering like if just on its own, it's not too bad. She has 41 possessions with under four seconds on the shot clock. So mm-hmm. she has taken a lot of those into the shot clock heaves and desperation attempts and the only player who's like really good at those and we we saw it tonight as a matter of fact is ryan howard ryan howard's got like a bonkers percentage on those end of the shot clock uh, so yeah jewel is doing a lot better than than y'all everybody thinks she is and and like the 553 true shooting which is what she has anyway that's not too bad especially at a 30 percent usage rate Yes, I, it's just it's amazing to me, and and just the offensive load that she's had to carry uh, is kind of incredible. But so for me, I I know we we often get stuck in what's happening at the moment, so I try to keep in mind the body of work throughout the season. For sure, yeah. Really, that's what you know. It's on the season. It's not just MVP for the last month. Of, you know, you kind of have to gauge. So I don't have Howard on my list, but only because mm-hmm. I feel like she's really come on you know, as of late, um, I think she's been playing well this season, but, um, so my second team is just, was a lot harder. Uh, 
Nafisa Collier for me, Brittany Griner, Satu. I, I couldn't put, so I'm struggling with, and then Chelsea Gray. So I'm struggling with that last spot because I feel like NECA deserves to be on there as well. And then Aaliyah's having a great team. Is there yeah. a great season? So is it enough to put her on the second team? Um, I feel like the second team will be more clear to me as the season moves along. But I feel like my first team is pretty sad. Yeah, I forgot BG. BG, I'm sorry, Satu, you're off. You're off the third team. I, I'm oh. <laughs> sorry about that. I forgot. I forgot hard. about BG. So hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's tough out here. Yeah, it, it is. is. <laughs> That's why there should be. Because I would a third team. I would throw Courtney Vandersloot on there. You know, like you mentioned. Um, I feel like there was just it'd be three teams would be better. Yeah. <laughs> can let's see if we can make that happen. Let's see if we can make like at least two extra real teams happen at some yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, moving on. Next topic that we've got is our favorite story of the first half. This is going to be the non-Britney Griner version because Britney Griner's return is like the greatest WNBA story in maybe ever. It's amazing. We're all, mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, it's like I get emotional just thinking about it, uh, right. but it's too obvious. <laughs> so <laughs> keep in mind, we all, we're, we're all uh, Stan and BG here. Uh, but we're going to move on. Favorite story aside from anything BG related. Uh, MJ, what do you have? I have four things. Okay. I have uh, Alicia Gray's uh, 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 Ascension. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, where she was in Dallas and what she is now and making the all-star team and just pretty much improving just across the board and in her usage, you know. Um, I have Satu, of course, for pretty much the same reason, except she's in Dallas and they're finally able to actually feature her now mm -hmm. instead of going through like all of the bigs that they had. Kayla, Izzy, you know, um, of course, Aaliyah Boston, because I just I want to see if she's going to be able to sustain what she's been doing now throughout the second half as well. Just her field goal percentage and her efficiency and whatnot. I want to see if that's going to uh, come into play. I, I want to throw Grace Berger in there too, but I won't. Okay. Um, and then also uh, Ezzy, Ezzy McBegore. Like I, I want to see her continue to develop because it seems like she just went from like just one end kind of doing whatever she needed to do last year and before. And now she's like a focal point outside of Jewel. You know what I mean? So yeah. just seeing her continue to expand her game, it, it's been beautiful because yeah, we did the we did the top twenty five, Lindsay, and yeah, as he was like a big deal in that podcast, and I've been paying attention to her ever since, and she's done nothing but flourish. So I just want to I want to see it continue to go that way in that direction for her. And yeah, I, I think mine is basically re essentially related to a lot of what you were talking about, and that it's just it feels like like a changing of the guard season. Yeah that we've had we had sylvia and sue bow out last year uh we have kind of diana and her sunset years uh if she, if she decides to actually accept them if she accepts them <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're talking I, about I, I frequently describe i frequently describe the mercury as the ship that's going down with its captain she's holding on like tom brady <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's why they they were like can you give us the all-star game next year and let's like you know and let, like, and yeah. let, let that be it yeah <laughs> i mean she yeah she's pulling a tom brady 
so yeah, um, <laughs> I was trying to be charitable there. But, uh, you know, Candace, uh, kind of, you know, uh, still still great. Uh, I think that she is a potential all-defense candidate, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. But kind of move into a more of a supporting role on a team. And and we're seeing, like, these these players, like, suddenly come up and thrive and fill those gaps with uh, Jackie and Satu and uh, just... Uh, now we have Aaliyah Boston, who's who's playing like uh, potentially at an all WNBA level, mm-hmm. suddenly coming in, and it's just it's really cool. It's this is the first this is the first real thing uh, that I've I've felt it league wide. Like there is a shift of here were the players that carried the league through the 2010s, and now we're moving into the next generation. That's just how I feel about it, and I think that that is really really neat like when we when we get around to doing our top 25 next year i think it's going to be filled with a whole bunch of new names and that's very exciting to me so uh what about you Lindsay? what is your favorite story of the first half yeah so i mean you both have talked about a lot of them already uh i i think the alicia gray side of it is is great like Mm -hmm. i had a feeling too when she got out of jail because they just didn't use her right and they just Mm -hmm. didn't give her the space to thrive i think um and so what she's been able to do in atlanta alongside howard has been so fun to watch but i love watching indiana play basketball i so i tweeted out like a list of fun predictions for the season and one of them was that indiana was going to be the most fun team to watch and i am quite happy to say that i was right (laughs) (laughs) because they have been they've lost 12 games by single digits um (laughs) they are in games they are competitive they play hard and with heart and then you have this grace burger angle i will mention it nj by the way Um, a a grace burger angle coming in to just add a little bit more you know fun to it a little bit more spice to it so their mm-hmm. their story has been great um and then really just how good the aces have been i mean their 15.5 point differential is the best in w <laughs> history their efficiency and field goal percentage has been crazy and the side of that i think people overlook is they're also number one in defense and they were they were hovering around i think like two you know behind the mystics and they've surpassed them so how do how do they keep this pace up can they keep this pace up and can they like continue this run to be one of the greatest in WNBA history um, is, is such a fun aside for me. It, it, you know, I don't, for me, it's, I, people might say, Oh, you know, the, the lack of competition with them, but no teams have given them a run. Ellis yep. plays them well. Indiana plays them well. Um, it's, I just think it's, it's kind of fun and intriguing to see if they can, keep this pace up and pull it off pull off the repeat and just be even better than they were last year so those were my two top top well I, I will say as an aces fan that that is also one of my favorite things that's happening this year. <laughs> <laughs> i told you about that champagne Lindsay. <laughs> uh we have a, a note in from robococo who realized that jewel was a starter so her sixth player of the week was wrong so i'm going to include emma i get we're going to we're going to throw emma cannon in there and get her into the into the the poll this week Okay. I was wondering about that. I was like, I thought Jewel was a starter. All right. All right. Well, I, I, my memory is is yeah, because it was her faulty. versus Arike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and uh, finally, moving on. Let's see here. We have my notes. Uh, the favorite moments of the first half. Any favorite individual moment that stands out to you, MJ? 
Um, for me, I would say Ryan Howard because I just had, you know, I was making those predictions like, watch she be the Sabrina Ionescu from uh, last season and, you know, put the team kind of on her back and kind of elevate them a little bit, like raise their their floor and ceiling a little bit just with her play. And she's starting to do it. So I just I'm, I've been enjoying watching her play and her coming to her own because she was like just going headstrong last year. And then it like ran her down. It ran her ragged. And now she has some be- she has better teammates, of course. And now she's able to kind of pick her spots and like kind of dissect some teams like she just dissected uh, Minnesota today. <laughs> like I was watching the end of that game and she just like like feed was like, no, it's not over. Ryan was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> so <laughs> just seeing her do that and make big shots. And then you did mention that she um, she's basically doing the Jewel Lloyd thing, like shooting with four seconds or less or whatnot. So that that's a big deal to, to me, you know, and um, for you to be able to convert and actually help your team get over the hump and get some wins out that way or just stay competitive, you know. I think that's real important. That just means she's a, cl- a clutch player. And, you know, I think she's going to be really good in the second half. I, I think told so. You, second half is going to be the renaissance. Yeah, it is. All right. I'm on, uh, I'm on board. <laughs> my moment is an actual moment. Uh, it, everybody, everybody remembers this. Y'all saw it. The Chelsea Gray behind the back pass to Asia, a driving Asia Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that crazy pass. Uh, <laughs> I was there. I was at the game because I go to all the games. Uh, unless unless i'm sick with a 100 degree <laughs> fever um and uh yeah i i nearly fainted that's how that's how impactful it was when it happened is that i cheered i got super lightheaded and i had to sit down uh it was that was insane that that moment like that and the heavy heap where my brain broke when, <laughs> when both of those things happened uh <laughs> I, I don't know if i told this story but when the happy heave went in I turned to my wife and I went, did that just happen? Because I, I felt for a second that I had a stroke or something. And, <laughs> and that like, I, I just hallucinated something. <laughs> it's like, did I just have a heart attack? And I just hallucinated <laughs> Derica throwing a shot with time on the clock. <laughs> Heave, and then it went in. And now yeah. we're leading in the game that we were going to lose. It feels like something that, that could have happened to me. <laughs> Had a lucid daydream. <laughs> and, yeah, and then my and then my wife saw my wife was crying, and, I'm, and the person behind us was laughing at me after I asked the question. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that did go in. All right, I was I didn't just hallucinate that. I mean, uh, I feel like that's a normal response. <laughs> I guess so. I've never that's experienced to see anything loud. quite like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was that was just <laughs> short circuited. Uh, what's your favorite moment of the first half, uh, Lindsay? So. Uh, not to go too recent here, but after the discussion of the NBA 2K cover, which I I agreed with, I didn't think Sabrina was the best choice for that, although I understand the connection to Kobe and all that. But the fact that after that, the week after that, she comes out and sets the record mm. in, in the three-point contest in the WNBA and the NBA record, and again, hit 23s in a row. And, you know, I feel like that was just her... It was, it was, it was great to see because, you know, I'm not, I, me personally, and I'm not speaking for anyone else. I'm, she has plenty of talent. She's an incredible player. You know, she just has yet to accomplish certain things, right? Whatever. 
But doing that after that discourse to me was a great middle finger to all of us. And I respected it. In a <laughs> That's pretty. I like that. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you could, you could say that, all right, this she's, you know, getting attention above where she should, but then right. it's and also like, okay, been... guys, but she's not the 19th best guard in the WNBA either. Yeah. You know, let's and, just. And a lot of that has been, her own franchise pushing it the narrative yep. and also the media um so it's not it's not her fault that you know she's been lifted up in that way and i think for the most part she herself has been respectful and understanding about it you know yeah um, but yeah i you know i stand by my my original statement that i i think there are plenty of other choices asia wilson the aces for the nba 2k cover but um the fact that I, like I said, I got to respect what she did. You know, it's, it was incredible. Um, and then also Dallas beating the aces, I thought was such a great fun moment. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, yeah, no, it was, let's talk about <laughs> No, let's not. I mean, go, you, can go back, you can go back to the, to the Sabrina convo. I'm, we can talk yeah. about it. Well, okay. So, okay. I, I have a, like a group page on Facebook with like some 12,000 followers, whatever, but I dabble in other groups mm. uh, conversing about like pretty much the Sabrina stuff mm. with the 2K cover. I understand because if anything, I'm like a huge Kobe fan. And the reason I paid attention to Sabrina before she was even in the league was simply because of Kobe and Gianna. But I, I kind of defended Sabrina like, you know, she has this connection to Kobe. So I understand the cover, but I was also feeling like, why not Gianna Bryant? And then people were like, she's not even in the league. She's not even, uh, you know, she hasn't played. I'm like, but she was already college recruited. And we know that her name alone was going to elevate the WNBA even higher. Just Bryant, boom, in the WNBA. Like, mm-hmm. why not throw her on there? Or why not throw all three? three of them on there but i do understand the age of wilson stuff because she's like for this past like year she's the ultimate winner like what hasn't she won you know what i mean like so i understand the age of thing too because she even got the uh the medal the gold medal in the olympics too so it's you know it's a it's definitely an argument for asia but yeah i was getting dragged all kinds of ways like no it shouldn't be sabrina no it shouldn't be gianna bryant like yes people are man i so i tweeted out something just about giving sabrina respect you know and like how how what she did was incredible and people were still like dogging her it's like listen you have like can it be both can she still like nba cover was a bit much or the nba to cover was a bit much but also give the girl some respect like that's all it's it's the wnba twitter can be a interesting place you know yeah well my vote next year is they do the best ref faces in league history and have tim duncan and candace parker their eyes all bugged out you would you would look at that you would look at the that cover and you would just laugh and it would bring joy into your heart twitter memes alone that she has produced they they used her in 2k as a meme looking uh (laughs) on the last 2k (laughs) there you go there you go. That's that's the, that's my solution around it. You can have it be an honor, or you can have it be a meme. And I just say, let's make it a meme. Let's just do. The, yeah, that the, sounds the fun. <laughs> All 
All right. Um, okay. And then our, our final topic is uh, the things that we are looking forward to most in the second half of the season. MJ, why don't you kick us off? I'm going to start from the bottom. Uh, what What's the Aces record? Or how many have they lost? 19 two. and 2. Just 2. Just okay. Two. So I just want to see if they'll go 37 and 3 as I predicted. That's okay. out there. Um, did you predict that? You yes. might feel like you did. Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, uh, Grace Berger, will she be given a green light to play start? Hopefully, um, uh, can Dallas spread their wings and, and getting, you know, make some po- uh, postseason noise for once. Um, also if, uh, John Quill Jones will have an increased role, so she won't be over there like frustrated and probably throwing internal tantrums. <laughs> and also just watching the uh the just the liberty continue to grow overall you know because it's you know if we match them up right now against the aces um what would it look like if it's a what what isn't it going to be seven games now i know it's still it, five or is it still five yeah okay. five in the semi and five just, i'm thinking about the 40 game expansion okay yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> so what what does that series look like if it started today you know what i mean like is new york ready enough Overall, I mean, <laughs> like we know Brianna's, we know Brianna's caliber. Like that's not yep. a question. But are the rest of them ready? And I don't know that they are not right now. But so it's going to be interesting to watch that develop. Um, the Connecticut Sun without Brianna Jones continue to maybe ride that third spot, <laughs> and I'm I'm looking forward to that as well. So and that that's my list. Okay, uh, I've already said it. Said the Renaissance is going to happen. Yes, sir. This is, is going to be it. Uh, I just feel <laughs> like she's been on the verge of it for for uh, uh, even early in the season when she wasn't getting as much attention uh, because the the counting numbers. But I thought she was she was still really efficient, and she I thought she still looked good. And I just figured it's like it's getting a little better every single week, every single week. And then uh, we we've just started to see like the the forty three point I think is what it was. Explosion yeah. that she had just prior to the the All Star break. Just watching her play, she's they banged the heck out of her. They they really banged her up this this game. So, well, the physical physicality. We'll see how she responds to that. But uh, yeah, uh, just seeing her cook, man. And then on top of it, uh, uh, just seeing my team continue to go through its paces and see how they handle the second half of the season and as they prepare for the playoffs. I hope we get Raquana back at some point mm. uh, that just uh that would that would be the biggest shot in the arm that yeah i agree could potentially happen so fingers crossed on that Chico team please <laughs> please basketball gods whoever you may be no more injuries i'm tired of this I'm tired of looking up every yeah. single day and somebody else has gone onto the disabled list for non-covid weeks, several weeks yeah, oh, we got Chenay. Yeah. Chenay's out ten weeks. We got Ariel's out like two to three weeks or something like that. Yeah. It's just it's getting it's getting so bad. Uh, it, it may be because the compressed schedule or whatever. It feels like it's just been a really heavy, heavy thing that's been going down. Uh, maybe coaches have to adjust uh, and and scale back the minutes or something. Spread up, spread out the minutes. Something. I don't know what's got to happen. But mm-hmm. it's it's so bad this year, and I'm just tired of it, and I want players to be healthy. Lindsay, what are you looking forward to most in the second half? 
Yeah, just to jump off your comment just there, you know, the next hoops has an injury tracker, which I yep. think is a great tool. And the last time I looked at it, which was last week before the All-Star break, was through 16 games. There's been 84 injuries Ooh. slash non-COVID illnesses. 84. I hate it. I hate it. Good which, Lord. Again, makes the argument for players on to, for teams to be able to carry IR. Yeah. <laughs> player. Uh, I'm going to say right now, non-COVID illness just scares the crap out of me. At this point, I'm just like, can you just get COVID so we know what it is? And like, yeah. we have an ETA. What, what, are you, yeah. what are you out for that you're out for that many weeks or whatever? That's yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Someone had a non-COVID illness and damn, she was out for a while. <laughs> it's like yeah. on there. Um, she got mono or something like. All right. And my girl Lexi Brown too. She's been out yeah, for a she's grip. Supposedly, yeah, supposedly ready to go or close to coming back. So fingers. I, yeah, I think she did come. I think she played last week. I can't be sure. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. But Maybe. she nope. says she. I think. I believe she said she's close. So. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So what I'm looking forward to. MJ touched on a lot of specifics, which I thought, which I agree with. Dallas Wings are on my list. Um, I feel like maybe, maybe this is the year they're finally catching, catching that momentum at the right time. Tierra McCowan's back, you know, they have an inside and outside game, which they really haven't had before. And they finally figured out some rotations that work kind of like in the Dallas wings right now. Um, be interesting to see what they can do come playoff time. Can the fever close that close game gap? You know, can they pull out, can they learn by playoff time? If I don't know if they'll get in the playoffs, but can they just make that surge where they actually are winning these close games um, instead? Can the aces maintain their incredible first half run? And then, you know, I'm really eyeing these teams in the middle of the pack, like which, which ones can separate themselves and make a surge. And then that eighth playoff spot is just, it always comes down to a, photo finish which is so much fun but i think yeah. it's that race is going to be super tight this year i have a weird hypothetical that i want you guys to to think about here okay now that we're bringing up the indiana fever uh-oh I, I am i may be the only person in creation for their sake that i'm hoping they miss the playoffs because i what? want to get i want them to be part of this draft oh I want them you think they need more i feel like they have yes Yes. <laughs> for one thing, for one thing, the point guard options. Well, we got Grace Berger coming up. I get that. Uh, I just, uh, I, no Hayton. <laughs> I, I think I like Erica Wheeler. Erica Wheeler is killing me sometimes <laughs> when I watch her play on this team. I just, it is driving me crazy, and she signed for two years at a max, and it drives me crazy. She tries to do too much. She and then she goes away from what works. Um, um, you know, it, yeah, I I gave a good example in one of my last twelve question columns. I was was it against the Ace? Who the heck was it against? It was against a top team, and they had a chance to win it down a point. She takes the ball and dribbles right into the block into a double team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, well, no, there was the New York game, and then she and then she, did, she fouled. York, yes. And then by the time yeah. she was able to kick it out, she hit Aaliyah, who was, I think, at the top of the key, who could have shot it from there. And I think she would have had a good chance, but she kicked it out um to Lexi Hall on the on the wing and she missed a three-pointer. But had 
Erica held the ball instead of dribbling it right into the block and giving Aaliyah time to move into the lane. It could have been a much higher percentage shot. And she just, she, it's almost like she loses patience and she just, yep. it's a little scatterbrained. Yeah. And then she did the foul where, where the shot clock reset to 14, but she didn't think about that. And then she fouled somebody and put like Vandersloot on the line. They, they got away with it because Aaliyah hit the three. And that sent it to overtime, but that play, I, I was losing my mind. That's the second Indiana play in two years where somebody made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time too, and it was Marianne Stanley's fault because she was calling for the foul and you didn't need to have the foul because the shot clock was at 14 and they just had to get a stop and not foul. Oh, it drives me crazy. That was like the, the worst play that just make, drives me nuts. Anyway, back to my question, my hypothetical here. Uh, uh, we know what happens. They get the number one pick if Caitlin's available. They get Caitlin, Ooh. and I'm the happiest person on earth. Uh, okay, I'm I'm on board with that. That's I'm my just team. saying, yeah, <laughs> I would love that. To, I would love that to happen. Uh, you know, Grace Berger, you can win sixth player of the year going forward as many times as you want until you're a free agent. Uh, but if they get the second pick, and we're, Brink looks like the number two, right? If she comes out, Brink is nice. Yeah. Is that is you, that a log? Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. I so well, it is a hypothetical, but yeah, I yeah, we're we're just a strictly hypothetical. Good authority that the decision for Caitlin to come out could depend on a variety of factors and may not come out. Um, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want her to spend another season. She is clearly overqualified. It's like asking her to be an intern when she's like. I like Cameron season. Brink, though. I think she just yeah. really showed a lot more aggressiveness last season and really kind of broke out. She's great on defense where she has to improve as the offensive then. Yep, yeah. the, the, the shot. But I think she's going to be a center anyway. It's not, I don't think it's that big a deal for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, would you okay? Would you say that if you know, assuming she's like the next best prospect aside from Caitlin potentially in this upcoming draft, would you agree with that? Um, well, what about Paige? What if Paige comes out? I worry about the health. That's it. Yeah, and I agree with that. Um, I'd have to go back and look at the list. I Cameron's definitely up there. Okay, so if the the fever wound up in a position to draft Cameron Brink. Uh, and we all agreed that she was the top pick available. What would you do from that point? Would you keep Nalissa? Damn. And put her at the three, maybe, since she likes to uh, score oh, so much. Oh, no. No. <laughs> she likes to score. I mean, she does like to score, but that doesn't mean that you, that I mean, everybody likes to score. You can't play them all at three. Trade, they would get good trade value for That's her. That's what I'm thinking. But. I, you know, there's a lot of hypotheticals Yeah. in that conversation. I'm <laughs> wondering if, if like, I know now we're getting into the, like the, the fantasy weirdo weeds. It's just something that yeah. popped into my head because I really do think that they need that one more star. Uh, that, or the, or they need Grace Berger to like turn into a great point guard suitor rather than, rather than later. And I, I feel like it's, it's going to be a process with her, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, just like yeah, Caitlin Clark would be like awesome. And also Lynn Dunn, thank you for your service, and we're gonna find somebody who doesn't trade away your first round <laughs> picks <laughs> or release them so quickly. 
Hey, I love I, I love Lynn Dunn. I can't she I can listen to her talk all day. She's one of my favorites, man. She's so like like just she puts it all out there. She doesn't sugarcoat she does. anything. She's so real. I love her. Even if I disagree with some dis- basketball related decisions, she's she's uh, one of my faves. Yeah, I guess I, I'm still salty over Angsler and then trading Egbo for AZB and no, no shade. I think trading Angsler was a bad move though. I think she's got some work to do as far well, as. It, goes, yeah, but... if you're gonna play Victoria Saxton like two minutes a game, then why did you do that? Why did you? Yeah, yeah, I see that. The hard part too is like the twelve roster spots again. Yep. It's uh just so limiting as far as and then you got to take a chance and maybe make some poor decisions in the end Mm. when you know um but i don't we don't know what they see at practice and every day yeah that's true that's very true um but i also feel like they let her go even before training camp yeah well i was gonna say it was like the first day (laughs) i was gonna say like with grace like what haven't they seen that all of a sudden you know why hasn't she gotten more minutes? If I just she really worried me in yeah. training camp because I, she got smoked uh, early on. Like they put her out there and it was kind of like a little Shyla heel type of thing going on. Where well, it was training camp. Yeah, I know, I know, I understand, <laughs> right? Um, and but it was like, oh, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> um, Christy Wallace, <laughs> would you like to play some point guard minutes for us? And then she 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 settled down and she's and now she's much more reliable in that situation. So like I said, it, it takes time. It takes time for, for young point guards coming into the league. Anyway, I just thought about that out there. Uh, it, uh, if anybody out there wants to think about that weird hypothetical, that could be fun. Um, uh, any final words, Lindsay, is there anything that you want to plug or promote coming up or anything that you just want to highlight? Uh, no, just, you know, stay, stay tuned to the rest of the season. Yep. I think, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, there's always storylines that continue to develop and to be intrigued by. And, you know, catch me at The Athletic, Just Women's Sports. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Uh, you've been great. Uh, maybe if if you're amenable to it, we would definitely like to have you back on at some point. Maybe around. Oh, heck point. yeah. Let's do a playoff. Uh, Hell yeah. Nice. All right. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. Uh, this has been the sixth pot of the year, folks, uh, for MJ Tolliver, Lindsay D'Arcangelo, uh, the absent Robococo, and myself. Uh, you know the usual, the rigmarole, guys. Just be good to each other. Leave this place better than you found it. And we will see you next week with a topic that I don't know yet, but we will figure it out <laughs> like we always do. Fly by the seat of our pants, folks, when we're wearing them. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out. And in behalf of Becky, I'm just going to say bye. (laughs) Bye.